Welcome to the Sanctuary Podcast. Angel Deer is a medicine man and offers his work on sacred land through shamanic healing, energy healing, sound healing, breath work, plant medicine, and workshops and events. The Sanctuary is a community for all those who seek healing transformation, ancient wisdom, and a place to come together to create a new way of living and relating. This is the Sanctuary Podcast, and this is Angel Deer. So hello, everyone, and welcome uh, to this uh, beautiful gathering with Grandmother Three Crow. Good evening, Grandmother. Uh, so good to be with you again. Okay. okay. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so not technology stuff is like my big, uh, you know, issue. I hide a lot because I don't like the technology. So you pulled me out of my cave, I'm going to say. You well, know. That's, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're glad too. Well, um, I've, I've learned to be glad to be pulled out of my cave over the years. It's not been easy, but I've learned to be okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So, you know, we met um, many years ago, I think four or five years ago for the first time. We met ago again last year at Menla at this beautiful retreat mm. where you came to speak. Yes. And I was really, really moved uh, by your uh, presentation, your talk, your wisdom, the, the way you approach um, the time we're in. You know, and mm -hmm. tonight we're going to talk about living in time of prophecy. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are, you know, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and I'm sure you have many things to share. Uh, but first, I would love, uh, I usually don't read bios. I don't like just to read and you're this and you're that. So I would love to give mm, you the okay. floor. <laughs> okay. Just introduce yourself however you want. If you feel like you want yes. to share prayer, you. you know, I want to give you the, mm. the space. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and I want to say hello to everyone who's joined us this evening. I'm really excited and uh, I feel very honored to actually be able to to come here and to um, share things. And I hope that something that I do share, I always say to people, uh, take what sings to your heart spirit. You know, it's like, so some people say, take, you know, what you like and leave the rest. You know, so I, I like to say that what something sings to your heart spirit, that's a good sign. And everything else, you know, may not be significant for you in this moment. So, so you know, it's good that this is recorded because uh, you can listen again back maybe and see maybe there is something else. I don't know. There's a lot to, a lot to, uh, I guess, to absorb and to understand. And I will say the word I use is inner stand because it's different than understand. Uh, understand is an English word and sometimes our English is doesn't speak correctly or speak truth. So I say understand because when I understand something that's completely within me, I, I, it's like I get it, you know, it's like, so I want to say there's a lot to understand these days. And I just want to, uh, yes, definitely, I, I want to speak to the universe. And so uh, 
I say a lot about uh, speaking to the universe because that's how I get my information. I speak to the universe, you know, and I go outside and I speaking to the universe. So there's lots of uh, ancestors out there. So I want to just uh, send some sacred smoke, uh, some of the beauty of this medicine here to all. And I want to say gratitude to this creation, the beautiful Mother Maka, and to this life. I'm so grateful for our life and every day, this beauty all around us. So I want to give thanks and gratitude to the four quarters of Tatuya, Topic, and Lena, those are the four quarters, and the ancestors, the holy ones there, those we know of and those that we do not know, but that they are working and doing their sacred works to hold all things in harmony and balance. So I give gratitude for them, and I also give much gratitude to the water, the spirits of the water, the Miniwichoni, the sacred waters, the four-leggeds, the wingets, the creeper-crawlers, all things of this creation, and especially to those, uh, the Wakanja, the little people, and the fairy nation, and uh, the green, the standing ones, the great forests, you know. And I pray for their protections and harmony and balance. And for the Prajuta Wakan, the medicines that the Creator gave us. And so all things, I give thanks and gratitude. So in speaking to those in the universe, the four quarters, giving thanks to our ancestors, those that came with us, those that walk with us, those that met us here as we came and have journeyed with us all this time. And the ones, the elementals, the little beings, and the miracles that have happened to us in our life. And I want to say that um, my heart is filled with gratitude for this life and every day, the beauty all around us. So Pilamaya, Wopila, thank you. Great thank you. Big thank yous. Wopila, Tanka, big thank yous. And thank you so much, Grandmother. Um, you know, before we, we talk about this living in time of prophecy, mm. uh, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. And you might take the whole... Uh, it's not a little bit. <laughs> the whole time. The problem. <laughs> but tell, I would oh, love to hear a little bit how um, you... You came to this way. Did you grow mm. up in it? How, how did this came yeah. for you? Yeah. And, you know, because you're here today, we are carrying mm. so much wisdom, but what brought you here maybe? Mm. And I don't know if it's possible in five minutes or 10 minutes, but whatever. Oh, I'm only allowed five minutes. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to say something to everyone here, you know, and perhaps some of the things I'm going to say to you, you may already know, you know, that's okay. Uh, we're on agreement then. So I want to say that we come here with the wisdom. Um, you know, we, we are born with this sacred knowledge, with the wisdom. We are holy people, sacred children. And so when I arrived here, I arrived in very, very troubling times. In 1942, during the war, was called the Great War, which I don't agree. There's no Nothing great about war, but that's what they call it, great the Great War. And I came into here on the mother. I had a lot of help uh, coming here. I had uh, 
there were asteroids, there was lightning, there was thunder, <laughs> there were demons, there were all kinds of things trying to prevent me and my arrival December 4th, 1942. And um, <clears throat> so I came here during the time of a lot of deaths, uh, very troubling times, chaos and death, but also a lot of births. There were souls that were leaving, souls in mass due to this war and those many, many, many coming to be on the mother at that time who would then grow up to become, I'm going to say, um, healers, light workers, teachers. I'm going to call them the star children because that's the term that I was told very early on that I was a star child, which I had no clue what that was. But um, now these days, I think the children are called crystal children or uh, I don't know. I, there's many different terms, but it's the same. We are all the same. Um, we carry wisdom and knowledge with us. We came for certain things. We came to be here and we made an agreement to come here. Many people say I didn't agree. Uh, there's no way I would agree to this, but you did. You have you have to know that. And when you finally know it, you feel a, a peace. Now you everything falls into place. Now you, oh, now I know why this happened and that happened. So when you come to the terms with why you are here on the mother, Maka, it takes a while. It takes a while because you have to go on your journey. It's a, like when you come here, you take the steps from the south. The south on the sacred medicine wheel of life is where we enter and we begin to journey around the medicine wheel of life. And through these uh, periods of times, we have uh, various um, challenges, you know, we, we learn things. This is a great school. I feel like we are in this amazing school. And uh, there's a spirit embodied within us. We are soul beings. And we come in with that knowledge when you come in through the open door, the portal of the medicine wheel in the south, you forget everything. You, you forget it, but it's in you. It's there. It remains within you. It, it's, it will come out in its time. It's perfect timing. And, and uh, this is everything is in perfect timing. So you have to have patience because a lot of people are impatient. A lot of people say, um, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and so on and so forth. Or what will let come on now. Now I want it now. So I learned very early on that uh, I didn't want to be here. <laughs> it's like I said, this can't be my place. I uh, came in in a very troubling time and my father was in the war. And when he came home, I was three years old and there was a stranger in the house who was depressed, very depressed, uh, very you know, traumatized. And also he became an alcoholic. So I grew up in a very troubled home, you know, and uh, it didn't take long before I felt like this can't be my people. This can't be my place. And I would go outside. I guess I would be around five or six years old. I'd go out on the porch. <clears throat> and I would, uh, you know, look up into the sky. And I would see the stars and the moon. And I would say, please come and get me and bring me home. 
I just want to go home. So that was my beginning, you know, but then other things happened that were miraculous. You know, the beings, I call them the, I called them then the, the light beings or the angels, guides, whatever you want to call them. See, I was born with a call, C-A-U-L. I don't know if you all know what that is, but that's a veil across the face where the doctor removes it. And in the long ago, the people in the old way, people knew that was um, a sign that this child, this infant would become a visionary, a dreamer, uh, had beautiful gifts of psychic abilities along those lines. And that's how I was born. So I had a lot of trouble very early on because I saw things that nobody else saw. And I knew things that people didn't know or they didn't want anybody to know. I had dreams and visions and prophecies. You know, that's that's how I grew up. But my grandmother knew. She knew. She was also a visionary. And she's uh, the Natchitoches Lenape Delaware heritage, of course, and Irish, so as well. So they all knew, my people knew that I was born with the call. Um, but I was on my own, left on my own, pretty much. There was no mentor except for my grandmother, Louise, and she died when I was 10. So she talked to me about the little people because she knew they were around me a lot. She talked to me about the fairy nations. She would call in the spirits. She would levitate tables in the living room in the dark. <laughs> That's how I grew up. Mm. And so it was a very troubling time. It took me a long while. And I want to say this is the journey that is the important thing. And you all have to go on your journey um, because timing is everything. Timing is everything. So. I wound up in my travels on the Wheel of Life, uh, uh, closed down after a time, shut down and hiding these gifts because I learned very early on that people fear these gifts or they think you're crazy, you know? And uh, so I learned that I needed to hide these things uh, to protect myself, you know? So the things that we know and the gifts that were given to us, the wisdom and knowledge that we arrive here with, for reasons in order to survive, we stuff them away, we hide them. But they're still there. They remain there. The wisdom is within you. And uh, your purpose, reason for being here, everything is really there inside you. So I had to take my journey. I'm 79. And... And it's been a miraculous, awesome, shocking journey. <laughs> it's, and it's all good because I can look back at my life, you know, at a certain time I started to look back at, oh, the moon, grandmother moon is just in the window right now. Uh, so I, I could look back from where I am and I could look at every piece and every piece of my life. Um, the battles, the um, trauma, we all have our stories and the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
and I could put it all together and I could say everything and I can say this with assuredness. I know this to be true. Everything that happened to me, no matter what it was, was meant to occur because I am here in this moment speaking to you. If something along the line was not meant to happen, I would not be sitting here with you. And I can tell you I know this to be true only because of my own experiences and the, the amazing things, the miracles that I didn't see were miracles. I didn't know, but I have been very blessed with miracles um, by the ancestors, the spirits, the elementals, the beings. I'm nobody special. I want to make sure everybody knows that, um, you know, it took me a long time to love myself and accept myself. That was my biggest hurdle in life uh, because, you know, I learned much later that my doubt was planted inside me, was seeded inside of me by uh, dysfunctional system. And I learned that doubt about myself, you know, I realized I had such love for the creator, great spirit, and for the beauty of this, of the mother and the all life. I just, my love and the joy that I receive. So I, I put the two and two together because my biggest struggle was doubt. And I realized one day, if I'm doubting myself, then I am doubting the great spirit, the creator, and all that I love. And I really wept. I cried because that realization just hit me so deeply because that was the biggest hurdle for me in my life was that planted, that seed was so dark to be planted as a child. Um, you know, it was so hurtful. And I hid myself. I decided to hide, um, you know, as we all do. We, we decide, let's, let's just hide because <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it just hurts too much, you know. Mm. And so I realized, I came to realize that in my life, um, you know, during my hiding time, I was asked by spirit, the guides, to do something that I was not willing to do. Uh, which often happens. We are asked to do things. And uh, I refused. The, the message was very strong. And I was just living a hidden life. I thought everything was fine and life is okay. And I'm managing. Um, and I was on one track on the wheel. The medicine wheel has many tracks. I was on one track over here. But the spirits creation needed me way over there at a certain point. I needed to be on the wheel over here. Well, I was way over here, minding my own business. And in order to get over here at a certain timeline to meet certain people, I call it the meetup, like you and I, right? We met up on the wheel at a certain time, you know, that long a while ago, because I was asked to participate in the Menla, you know, weekend. 
and now I had met um, Leia, okay, at a perfect time. Mm. So see, the way we meet up with people leads to the next meetup and the next meetup. Then there we go. So that's, uh, I was asked to uh, bring women into circles. I wasn't doing anything along those lines. I didn't know what they were asking me. I had no clue and I was never going to do it. I was, no way, not me. I said, I have nothing to say. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, the old doubt came in like a demon, right? So, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have nothing to say, right? So, two for two years, they kept telling me, we need you. We want you to do this. And uh, finally, a message came from them, and they said, you are going to be diagnosed with breast cancer. And within that month, I found a lump in my left breast and went to have uh, doctors look at it and they became quite alarmed. And so the whole ball started rolling in that direction. And then I, I was in prayer a lot. I was praying and I was sitting and holding the energy and communing with the universe and creator. And I was given a vision in one day and this spirit appeared to me. And it was quite a strange spirit, strange looking. It was just like a face, but a mask. And it, it took me a while to realize over the years what it was. And it was, uh, you know, the Lenape uh, false face masks. Mm. You know, what they look, they're like, they're fierce, right? And this mask face was like, had its tongue way out. And it was like that. And I'm looking at this. My eyes are closed. And I'm looking at this. And I hear the Spirit say, you need to go to the mountain. And you need to search for a stone. And then um, the vision ended. And I, at that time, I was living here. And I'm living in the Hudson Valley on Turtle Island, not far from you. And, uh, and of course, in the... Uh, beneath the Manitou, the Manitou or the cat, beginning of the Catskill Mountains and the Great Manitou, the, where the spirit lives. And there I was living right there. And I went out into the woods, into the mountains the next day. And I searched and I searched. I searched for a long while. And on the way down the mountain, I came another way. And there was a sort of a rock slide on the side. And I was told to go there, and there was this amazing stone. This, it was a shale stone, so like a platter size. And upon that was these carvings that appeared like the eyebrows, the nose that came down sharp, and a oh, like that, a hollow for the mouth. And I was told to go back. You know, I'm a painter also, so I have paints. And I went back to the studio and I proceeded to begin to paint what I had seen, the colors, which consisted of black, red, yellow, and white. And there were lightning strikes on the cheeks. And at that time, I did not know about black, red, yellow, and white, which, you know, are the four sacred colors and the color of all nations. 
the four nations. But I didn't know that then. And while I was painting, I was I went into this um, vision or dream time. I was taken to somewhere and I heard these voices of women, many, many women chanting and chanting and chanting. And uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, am I crazy? <laughs> I'm losing my mind, you know. But I had to, I began to chant with them because I was propelled. I don't know how long this was, but when I was finished, the sun had already gone down and I was facing the Manitou there, the sacred mountain. And I knew that that I had received a healing in some form of ritual with this sacred stone. And at this time in my life, I am also the keeper of sacred stones. I work with stone people, sacred stone people. But during that time, you know, sure, every once in a while I collected stones like everybody else, but I have relationship, you see. I want to talk to you about relationship because relationship with the spirit is so key. Relationship with the elemental beings is so key for us in these times. This is, this is where, where we have the, the power and the force of this uh, sacred creation that helps us through these troubling times. Anyway, so that put me in a whole other direction. I began to put little signs up and asking women to come into circle. I was terrified. I didn't know what to say, what to do. And the spirit said, we will help you. We will guide you. And what this was, was about prophecy of the return of the sacred feminine, which we are in these times now. And I must say, it is for the women to do this particular work to help our brothers. So this is about the return of the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. This is coming to our unity and sacredness and wholeness that has been corrupted and, you know, and, and uh, assaulted and pretty much messed up, messed us up. Mm -hmm. And so that started my journey 360 degree on the medicine wheel. And over time, I met my teacher uh, and relative Wallace Black Elk, the holy man, Lakota man. And that was also guided by spirit. So I have lots of, you know, stories to go tracking along, sidetracking, you know. So my life has come to, in my 79 years, has been an extraordinary journey. And I didn't want to be here. And there were times I tried not to be here. And um, that was very early on. I was very despairing, you know, very lost. And that's also part of the journey. It's sort of like your vision quest. You know, we're on a vision quest in life. And um, when you go on a vision quest on the mountain, you know, for four days and four nights with no food or no water, and there you are in prayer before Tukasha, the Great Spirit, and all the ancestors, it's, it's a challenge. It's really hard. It's a big, big challenge. So we're in a life challenge right now. That's where we all are. But it's also extraordinary to be here if you know really what is going on. So that's a little bit about me, how I, how I wound up here. 
I would have 20 more questions just on your life story. But uh, <laughs> Sorry. I, you know, we are, we are in this very challenging time. There's no secret that is, it is challenging that there is a lot of um, crumbling of our systems, political, social, education, health, environment. And a lot of people in the world are feeling that hopelessness you know that that you mentioned that, that you went through in your life and thank you for for sharing that uh vulnerability of what you went through and i feel a lot of people are going through that and in parallel to that there's a lot of people that feels called to do something but also feel kind of a little bit hopeless or helpless right because the problem seems so gigantic you know, the other day I had someone, a client that came and said, you know, who am I? You know, I'm nothing. Right? I'm just this drop in the ocean and mm. I'm not going to change anything. So what? why does it even matter that I pray? Why does it even matter that I do rituals, that I follow my intuition? Mm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Obviously now you are an elder and you've seen the magic at work, right? You, you, you had proof that it's not an, an illusion, but you've made it work and you followed it yeah. and you can look back. But for many people that are still searching, that are overwhelmed by what's going on. And also we are, you know, I want to come to that. Also we're extremely divided. There's a lot of polarities yes. that are pulling us one way or another. Yes, yes, yes. How do we, find enough inner resources to trust that wisdom to stop hiding to to talk about your own words you know it's not hide anymore and to show up in the face of that big big tsunami right that big wave that's coming how do we do that yes i so know those uh, words of the people and uh the the thing that comes to me is it took me, you know, the sacred walk. It took me, as I say, you, you are on a journey, you know. We have to take this journey. You came with the wisdom. You came with the knowledge. You have everything within you, deep within you, that you need to move forward and through these times. But what happened to you was, okay, sort of like um, a corruption, a disruption, uh, trial, errors, harm, trauma. This is what this life, this dimension is as a school. Okay, there's beauty, good, bad, ugly. There's opportunities. There's immeasurable, immeasurable opportunities and possibilities, you know. And then there's that or those. And I've learned this and... I have to speak the truth. There is that and that and those that do not want uh, your light to shine. You know, really, literally. I have, and I have to say part of my life experiences as literally I have battled demons. Really, literally. I'm not making this up. I've had extraordinary experiences with demons. And... Um, I was sent out deliberately uh, into a group of people that wound up to be a cult that I didn't realize at first, filled with demonic energy, 
to learn the truth and the facts about what we are really dealing with, you know. And I was talking to someone who asked me a year or so ago how to how to uh, remove demons. Her son is really suffering from energy attacks. And she was talking to me about it, and I was trying to help her. And I said, there are things that I could help with, but your son must be willing. He has to want this healing. He has to want, he has to want to fight. And he wasn't willing. So I said, there's nothing I can do. I will pray. I will pray for him, of course. And I do believe in miracles because I have experienced and seen miracles. So I'm not saying he's never going to receive help. I'm just saying that this particular method or way or process, ritual ceremonies, he must be involved. He has to have be willing. So I was talking to her, you know, about that. And um, and in, in my own experiences, realizing, because I have always felt and had an instinct that there is some dark stuff around, you know, really. And so Creator said to me, well, you're going to have to know exactly what is really happening so that you can be in service. Mm-hmm. To be, you're in a spiritual battle now. Maybe some of the listeners have heard this. We are in an extraordinary, monumental spiritual battle on this earth at this time. And that's prophecy. One of the prophecies is this timeline of this great shift and great awakening. And it's sort of like when you have control and you are the boss and you have control and everything that you have control over is high value for you you do not want to let that go so easily you're not going to give in so easily so now we feel this push now we feel this rising and intensity of chaos and in you know people's like going in the spinning and spinning and lost and screaming and hating and this is where we are in this shift because we're leaving or meant to be leaving the fourth world or the fourth dimension. I call it the fourth world of chaos and entering into the fifth world, thousand years of peace, which is a different frequency level. It's a dimension. So the school, the great school, the big challenge here, you know, to become fully who we really are meant to be, You know, really why we came. You have the knowledge within you. You know who you really truly are. You know why you came here. You got lost from that information. And now it's like, I don't know what I'm doing or I have no nothing to offer. That's indoctrination. That is not real. That is not true. That is indoctrination. Okay, that's mind control indoctrination. And that is what we have been dealing with from the time we were little. We came into this system. Okay, the system set up by the human mind, not uh, not I'm talking not about the, the creation. Creation is creator's creation. Great spirit, the mother's creation. We came into a system set in place by the human mind. Okay, so 
you have intrusions, you have people who really do sell their soul for money and greed. Greed is a sickness, a disease that is, you know, prevalent. And I'm not going to get into the realm of the political arenas. I'm getting into the reality of what has happened and began about 6,000 years ago. Um, is this system began to shift and twist when the three organized religions were put in place. And the mother, the sacred mother, the goddess, the culture religion of the goddess that reigned or was present on the mother for millennia at the beginning, where you had harmony and balance between the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine and the egalitarianism and unity, harmony and balance. That was creator's dream vision. Okay, so now you have the shift from that into the technologies and the controlling factors, the greed circumstance, that which hates what is sacred. Okay, which abhors the beauty and the light and love and joy. The power that we truly have is that faith, that love, that compassion, and our connectedness to source. And that's where our battle is. And that's why this, when I said to the, that person who said that to you, that's indoctrination. That is not true. When they, I am useless, I'm stupid, I'm weak, I'm powerless, I'll never succeed, I'm nothing, I'm worthless, I have nothing. Those are indoctrinations. Those are dirty seeds that planted inside of, of many, many generations. And there's, there's a plan. That's a plan. Now, you can say, well, that's pretty wacky. That's pretty crazy. I have met those demons. I have seen these demons take over people. I have seen these entities attached to people. That boy, that young boy, what was going on with him. So there's what I call a window of opportunity. I'm going to tell you how I found out about this window, these windows of opportunity. Uh, before I go, though, do you have any questions? Before no. I start? No, it's, it's good. We are following that stream. I, I like the idea of going from that hopelessness and, and recovering our power. And, you know, how do yeah. we do that? And if you can, maybe can weave in it, how do we not do that from a place of separation? Right? From a place that, oh, we know better, or now we have the knowledge, they don't have the knowledge, right? How do we not create more also separation in an idealistic vision that we are creating something better? Yeah. So, but that might come after because that's really this idea of peace that is so hard to obtain if we keep rebalancing one way or another. Right? Well, I, I must say, to be realistic, in this great shift and this great transition and this great change, you see the division. Hmm. You see now there's a division. And this division is increasingly slowly, slowly growing further and further, this disunity. So this is the fourth world of chaos. This is the fifth world, hmm. thousand years of peace. 
Now, the separation is, is uh, began intrusion. It's not new, not, not new 2019 or 2020, 2022. This has been slowly, incrementally being indoctrinated into this, the human, human mind, human experience. So there are factions at work that want this division and want the, the fourth world of chaos to be filled with people who feed the demons with fear, with doubt, with hate, with disunity, with despair. See, that's food for somebody out there. If you don't believe in demons, it's feeding somebody. It's not feeding you. It's keeping the ball rolling. Okay. The portal, basically, I'm going to say it was a portal or a shift began in 2012. Everybody said, oh, the world's going to end. No, it was the great shift and transition from this era, this millennial, into the new great awakening, fifth world, thousand years of peace, which is a higher dimension. Now, I'm talking frequencies. Frequency, because everything is frequency. Everything in creation has a frequency, has an energy. It's movement, it's flux, there's frequencies. Now your words, our words are powerful. They hold a frequency. Mm -hmm. uh, it's either a high frequency or a low frequency. It's either a harmful frequency or a healing frequency. Your words, our words can heal or do grave harm. For instance, your words to a child can kill their spirit, literally kill their spirit. If you've ever suffered abuses, violation through, you know, word, maybe not physical, emotional, it's deeply hurtful. The words can do such harm as compared to like the words, I love you, you know, I love you, you're so beautiful and special. You're so significant. You feel the difference. One is a low frequency vibration. The other one is a higher frequency vibration. And we emanate every vibration of thought, of emotion, and belief and word emanates out from us because we are beings of energy and we are connected to the whole of all creation, which is in vibrational frequency and energy. Everything in creation is doing its job, except we, <laughs> the humans. We forgot our job. And I call it the agreement, your original agreement, our original agreement. Like we came, we had the knowledge how to be here. We had the wisdom given to us how to be here in harmony and balance and peace, right? But there was, you know, that was disrupted deliberately, okay? So, well, you could say, well, who did that? You know, why, why, you know, and I asked, <laughs> I asked the universe. I went out one day outside and the mother and I, I was praying and I spoke to the universe. I said, because I was so concerned about the children, you know, this was about two years ago, really concerned about the children, you know, and other things I saw going on, this despair, this disparity, this division, this anger, I was really 
observing that and I was like, I asked the question. If you don't ask the question, you won't get the answer. And you have to know that you will get an answer if you ask from your heart spirit. Mm -hmm. You have to have faith. And faith is a very key piece here. Faith, okay, opens the doorway to the, the basically the mystery, the great mystery, the miracle. If you don't have faith, you know, if you have doubt, doubt will disrupt everything that you're trying to bring to you, you know. So I asked the universe. And you know something, when you speak to the universe, the universe responds in kind, you know. So if you are, for instance, doing affirmations or manifestations, and you say, you know, I am healthy and in harmony and balance. My body is healed. My immune system is functioning beautifully and perfectly. You're speaking to the universe. And some cranky, messed up message that's stuck somewhere in your monkey mind says, that's crazy. Are you crazy? That's never going to happen. Oh, well, guess what happened? It's like the wrench went out from <laughs> and messed up the frequency that you sent out and messed it up, corrupted it. And now it got all wonky out there and universe is saying, well, what's the message? What was that message? <laughs> the ancestors are going, what, what did she say? <laughs> what does she want? That's what happens, you see. That's the power that we have. It's like, so the word and your beliefs are very powerful. So I asked the universe, what is going on? What, what is happening? Why is this happening? This harm, this darkness, this, you know, so I was identifying the things that I wanted answers for. Because you have to be clear with the universe that you can't be vague. Because then they can't help you. So basically the answer was one word and it was evil. Evil. So I'm thinking evil. And then more information came. It is, it is an energy of evil that despises what is so beautiful. It's the energy of evil that needs like energy to to exist you know so that's what we're looking at when i say we're feeding the demons mm -hmm. when you are a hateful person when you are judgmental when you despise your own self or whatever that energy feeds something that's how powerful this is now i don't want people to feel punished don't punish yourself don't feel guilty because that's not helpful. Don't feel badly because you, you know, said some snarky things to somebody. Just change, change your behavior. Identify what you are doing. If you feel powerless, you know, figure this out. You are so powerful. Your words are powerful. You, we are co-creators. We are manifesting all the time. We are manifesting every moment we are awake and even in dream time. So you must 
figure out what it is that you want to manifest and pay attention to your thoughts, to the monkey mind, to the bad seeds that were planted that you came to believe in. Pay attention. If you are ready to be that spiritual warrior, because I believe that's why we're here, you know, you are meant to be. That's why you came. That's why you signed up. It took me a while to realize that. My purpose, your purpose, is significant. It's not meaningless. It's monumental, and especially at this timeline. So you say, well, okay, so I, I found that I am in service. I came to be in service because, because of my love for this beautiful creation. You know, landed here and finally realized yeah, this is a beautiful, sacred home we were given. Everything that we ever needed, we were given. So, and, and besides the children, you see, everything in our way, everything that was ever determined to do was with the children in mind. So the next coming seven generations that were coming following us. No determination and no decision was ever made uh, with a, a ignoring what my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren will be met with. I'm responsible for that. We were meant to be stewards of this Mother Earth and living in harmony and balance with the beauty all around us. We were given those instructions on how to do that. All people, well, I don't care whether you're having an indigenous you know, or native family, relatives, connection, whomever you are, wherever you are on the earth, you had, your ancestors were tribal people. That is for sure. Think about it. In the old way, all over the mother, in Europe, everywhere, Ireland, everywhere, even Germany, though the, they remember their rituals, their ceremonies, their equinoxes, their solstices, they had tribes. They needed each other. They were in unity together before, I'm talking before, organized religion, before technology, before the, the, that great shift, which divided everybody and took everyone away from their natural connectedness to the earth and each other. So that's why I say it's an incremental, slow, 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 lockstep process where we find ourselves today, divided. Some... I had a conversation today with someone about this. The despair she was feeling about the separation of friends and loved ones in this time, how, how terrible it's been. People who she has known for many, many years because of her choices and her realizations of things that doesn't feel right to her heart spirit. And she's questioning it now. Her beliefs, she's changing her beliefs. She's changing her viewpoint about things. And those that were there with her for long, many years, are angry at her because they, they don't see it how she sees it. They see something different. They're stuck somewhere else, right? She's breaking free and moving into a different frequency, a different energy that has to do with love and compassion for all life, not just her 
party or her group or, you see, or her religious religion. This is where the wholeness and the unity will come in. Because in my way, as a carrier of the Chinampawakan, the sacred pipe, I pray for all people, all nations. That's the responsibility that you have if you carry the sacred. You cannot say, oh, I carry this sacred pipe, the most powerful implement given to the people by the white buffalo, Kafum Peskawin. But I won't pray for that person over there because I don't like their politics or I don't like the way they behave. So I'm not going to pray for them. You are disrespectful and doing grave harm to make a choice like that. And there are many that are doing that. There are many who carry sacreds who are determining who is worthy of prayer and who is not worthy of prayer. Mm. And this is that dark seed that came planted into the system and divided people. It's division, deliberate division of people. They're good people. They're good people. This woman, okay, the people that she's now finding are hating her <laughs> and deleting her and whatever. Um, they're good people, you know, but they've been divided deliberately. So I said to her, in regards to one of my sons, I could only give an example of my own life experiences. So one of my sons, he's in his 40s, he has four children, four grandchildren, determined to do something that I had a different opinion about. I'm not going to identify what this is. You may figure it out or not, doesn't matter. So in my knowledge and wisdom and also research, very deep research to know truth of things, I realized that the choice he was making about a specific circumstance was very harmful and damaging. It was not, um, I guess, what the information that came forth about this process was not true. Hmm. regardless of what I said, regardless of the information that I gave him by experts and numerous persons who, you know, disagreed with others, he believed others. And he basically was adamant that I knew nothing. I was ignorant of it. I didn't know anything. And he had made up his mind. So now I'm in this position that I can only pray and I believe in miracles. I'm not going to be in despair. Oh, I could go there. I could go to hopelessness, but then I would be believing in the dark. Then I would be accepting that dark seed that wants me to believe and wants me to despair and wants me to give up. So that's a battle. That's a spiritual battle, you see. So I'm in a battle with faith. I'm in my battle with faith. And 
that spiritual battle around faith is a constant because we are being inundated and, and pummeled, you know, excuse me, let me just shut this off. And basically, this is where we are. And that's this timeline, the time of the spiritual battle, the great awakening, you know. This is our division, our device. So my son is a teacher. I was saying to her, we all determine to come here to the mother. We make a choice, an agreement. What part, how will I participate? What part am I going to choose? Right? So there's a myriad of directions or choices as a soul spirit we could determine. You know, and we are all teachers for each other. So I looked at it this way. My son is, is my challenge to hold faith. What he's determined to do is his right, his choice. And my biggest challenge is to hold my faith. And he's my teacher. I could despair, I could get angry, I could get frustrated, I could be annoyed, I could do all those kinds of things. I could do all that. Okay, that would be appropriate for me to do if I'm going to feed the demons. Mm. And that's our fine line. There's our fine line where we are all walking this fine line. So it's between that, feeding the demons, or having faith, in faith and trust. And that's, I stand in faith and trust, and it's a big challenge. It's a huge challenge. It's a monster challenge sometimes because the demons, whatever you want to say, are pummeling us, pummeling us, hitting us every which way they possibly can because they know this is the time of the Great Awakening. Mm -hmm. And this is the time of the spiritual battle. And those of us who came here, we're participating in that. So when you say, so in um, 2016, <clears throat> I was awakened in the middle of the night. And Spirit said to me, Donald Trump will become president. Two nights after that, Spirit woke me up and said, chaos, you will see chaos rising and you will see people's behavior stun you and shock you. This is in 2016. After Trump was, you know, voted it, as president, spirit came to me and brought me to this very ancient room. An old, there was wood, old carved wood. It was almost like a um, a monastery, you know. But it didn't feel that way. But it was like all these ancient carvings. And on the floor was an altar, and on the altar lay a chinumpa. It was not the chinumpa that I carry, but it was a chinumpa, a sacred pipe. And Spirit said, pray, I want you to pray for President Trump. And then he brought me to the wall, the farther, farther wall, and opened up the wall. 
And outside, I saw fire. I saw things on fire. Chaos. Really destructive things going on. And then I woke up. Two nights after that, Spirit brought me to write to see Donald Trump, right, to see his face. I was this close to his face. And Spirit said to me, look into his eyes. What do you see? And in my mind, I'm thinking, ah, he's going to show me how evil this person. He's going to show me this bad, bad person. Spirit's going to show me. Then I'm looking and I'm looking in this man's eyes. And Spirit says in my ear, he said, what do you see? And I said, I see the light. I see the light. And I did. I saw the light and the beauty of this human being. You're listening to The Sanctuary Podcast with Angel Deer. While you're listening, browse the website at www.thesanctuaryheal.com. So that is why I pray for everyone. And everyone makes a determination as to what part they will play here in the mother, whether it's their training, whether it's a teaching, whether whatever the participation is, what do we learn? What can I learn about myself? So I could take sides, which many people have. I'm, I'm neutral. I'm not, I'm not taking any sides. I'm neutral. I must maintain that neutrality because I pray for everyone because I carry the sacred pipe for all people. I cannot take a side. That would be so damaging and disrespectful to this ancient way, the sacred way in the pipe. So it's a responsibility. But I'm not the only one that has a responsibility. You all have a responsibility, too. That's why you're here. We're all responsible. Right? Aren't you responsible? Your thoughts are powerful. The choices we make are powerful. We are manifesting. 24-7, we're manifesting. What are we manifesting? What is this new time, this new world, this the great awakening? What's the purpose? What are you going to, you know? What's, what do you want? It's in your hands. It's in my hands. I want to be with you. I want to be connected because when we are connected, you know, consciously, we are so powerful, more powerful than you can ever imagine. And we are connected anyway, but you may not know it. You need to know how connected you really are to the greater whole through the whole of the web. You are so significant that your voice your being here in this great web of life speaks to the whole universe. Not, not, you're not alone. Your presence is speaking because you have thoughts and you have a heart and you speak. You have emotions. So you are manifesting either positively or negatively, either in harmony or out of balance. So you are so significant and you don't even know it. 
And when you're stuck in saying I'm insignificant, I'm hopeless, I'm useless, that's what you're putting out. You're putting that out to everyone, all living creatures, all life, all creation through the web, through the vibrational frequency the creator gave us that we are co-creators. We are part of, we're not separate. You're not alone. You're not alone, useless, hopeless, and helpless. You're not. I thought I was once. I, hey, I chose that too. That's where I was. I'm hopeless. I'm useless. I, I'm not worth of anything. I don't even want to be here. That's that dirty, dark seed that we all got planted in our, in our little child's little spirit you know, our little hearts when we were little. Yeah. We, we had, um, we came here with faith, power, and hope, and we got sidetracked. We got sideswiped. Now is the awakening, great awakening. Yeah. And, and like you say, right, we are sidetracked constantly, right? We constantly reinforce with the seeds. So what a um, powerful lesson you just gave a teaching on spiritual warriorship thank you for thank you for that i want to shift the gear a little bit but i know it's part of the story right is the prophecies of the right. prophecy the, the time we're in yeah and um can you tell us a little bit i know i believe there is many prophecies going on at one well, time and that's also, true. is that something that we're kind of, you know, we are co-creators or we are this powerful creator of our mm. own will, but at the same time, there's those big wheels of prophecy, I feel, those big things in the universe turning, right. right, that are telling us this is where it's going. So can you tell us a bit how those big stories, they are kind of shifting maybe our own impulse or what we hear, how that co-creation works with that also? Yeah, well, I want to say... Oh, I've had arguments, not that I argue with people. I'm going to say a person would argue with me and I would have this perception and I would say this is what I feel strongly is, is the truth, but this person is very strong in their belief and believing that we have to have an argument and always says about me, we always argue. I said, no, we're, we don't argue. I'm not arguing with you, but he's stuck. <laughs> he has to be, I'm arguing with you or you're arguing with me. The belief about prophecy. Now, I said, and I truly feel this. Think about it. Think about really. Prophecy is not written in stone. Just think of that. Why is prophecy given to certain people? You know, our people have elders who receive prophecies and so on. Other people, we have biblical prophecies. We have this prophecy, that prophecy, as you say. We have the Hopi prophecy, we have the Lakota prophecy, I have been prophecies given to me, other people you may know have, you know, but prophecy is not written in stone. It is to be given as warning, as showing us this may be coming down the pike. And what do you want to do about it? So what do we have? We have free will. How do we want to participate? Okay, so, yes, prophecy is not written in stone, and we are part of manifesting the unfoldment of this creation and our, where we're moving toward in our life. So it's about choosing. This is the time we are told of choosing. 
there's two pathways always before us in life. Every once in a while on the journey around the wheel, you'll hit a, you know, a choice, two choice, one pathway or the other. So you stand there and you say, well, which way should I go? What should I do? Which, what should I choose? The problem with humanity or humans say, well, if I go that way, it might be a mistake. So I don't want to go that way, but if I go that way, that might be a mistake. So therefore we do nothing. So we're just stuck, right? So, but we keep getting pushed. We keep getting called. We keep getting this sense. We need, we need movement. Life is calling us. Our journey needs to unfold. Spirit creator needs us in certain places. And sometimes we're pretty stubborn. Like, you know, I could be really stubborn and, and I call it the two by four if you are needed somewhere in life in a meetup place that is so crucial uh, and you're stubborn and you're just hanging out and refusing, you will get hit by a two by four spirit will find this. Uh, how are we going to move them? They, we've got to get them over here because that person over there is. So let's just whack it. We, it's a two by four, you know, whether it's a say, well, just give me a little more time. I need to. I need to be in two worlds: spiritual world and and uh, material world. And, you know, just give me a little more time, and then I'll stop with the material world, and I get fully on the track to to feet on this path. And spirit says, "No, we need you now." I says, "No, no. I just need a little bit more money because I have a plan. So I have a plan. So no, no. Spirit says, "No, now, now." I said, "No, I'm sorry. I just just give me a little bit more time. I have a plan. I need this money." whatever so what what guess what happened this is a story of mine okay i had a plan to escape to land out in taos new mexico and i needed a little bit more money i bought the land and i was going to build a little adobe house out there in this little community i was going to just wander in the desert i was going to paint i was going to write i was going to lay low be out of life i didn't want to be involved and spirit kept saying no you have to two feet on the spiritual path Get off of that material path. You can't be divided one foot here, one foot there. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So I said, give me a little more time. I remember the conversation very well. So one night, I was driving home from work. I stopped at a red light, and this truck, woman driving this pickup truck, a big pickup truck, I was stopped at the light. It was raining. She smashed into my back, the back of my car, and I had severe whiplash. I had dislocated this and dislocated that. My car was messed up. So guess what? I couldn't work. That was it. Done. I was done with the material word. The only thing that I could do was continue with the spiritual work that I was doing, you know, but I wasn't fully there with two feet. I was half here, half there. My focus and my goal was outside Um my escape plan was not going to be allowed. So the two by four comes in many ways. It can come as an illness, you know, it can come as a tragedy because what it is meant to do is like stop you in your tracks so that you have, you can't do anything but think and pray. I mean, sometimes you're like, when you're down, really down, 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 that's, why people wait so long, right? It's like, mm. that's when they start to pray. I've been there. Yeah. You know, it's like when it's the last tiny thread, that's when you look up and you say, I need help, help me. And then suddenly it's like a little light 
shines all the way over there. And suddenly, you know, so it's like I once had um, prepared to do myself in. And I put plastic over the windows and I put plastic on the door and I was going to open up the stove door and put the gas on, lay down on a pillow and just go. That was it. I had that plan. So I had the plastic up. The door was plastic. I was sitting on the floor. I got the blankets, everything. I was all ready. And the phone rang. The phone was ringing and ringing. So I got up, pulled away the plastic, went out the other room and answered the phone. <laughs> and that was it. Okay. I don't even remember who was on the phone. I don't even remember who called. The creator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I exactly. I know. Or some frustrated ancestor or spirit who said, oh, my God, what are we, what are we going to do? So we are needed in this timeline. So otherwise you wouldn't be here. When people say, I don't know why I'm here. Well, you, you're here for a reason. You wouldn't be here if you weren't here for a reason. Now, what are you here for? You're not here to get a good CEO job. You're not here to get a big car, big, you know. But you were told what you were here for when you were young. You were indoctrinated into why you're here and what you must aspire to and what you must become. But inside, you know the truth. You know. And you're here for a purpose because this is a, this is in a significant timeline in all of human history where we are right now because you know what is above so below you have so what's going on up there in the cosmos what are the planets doing what's the shift that's happening from you know the one system to the to the great um, aquarian age right mm -hmm. oh what is the aquarian age what is the aquarian age it's the age of enlightenment the age of love, right? Harmony, balance, love, right? Remember that musical? They were tuned in. And so we have this shift that is happening in the cosmos as well as on the mother. They're in sync with transition and shift. And this is our home. So we are needing to transition and shift as, as well. It's going to happen without, without your agreeing to or recognizing it. Whether, you, whether you're going to sign up or not, you are heading somewhere. Hmm. And I think, so purpose is, to me, I found out is, and, and you know, I'm going to say this, and it may seem stupid or simplistic to you, but it is really about love the power and frequency of love, because I'm talking love meaning divine love. The love, not just, oh, I love you. I mean really loving, really compassion, really loving, without expectation, without agenda, just loving. Seeing a beautiful being, another being in front of you, a person as a beautiful being, a sacred being, a holy being, seeing yourself that 
way first. You must come to know yourself as sacred. If you don't, you're going to be fumbling and lost. How can you, how can you really function in the shift, the great shift into the awakening of the highest vibration of divine love if you, if you don't even know yourself, if you don't love yourself, you know? Hmm. So, so, yeah. No, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I feel, you know, it's like, it's hard to hold that vibration, right? Because of society, because of family, yeah. because of culture, because of so many things, right? And mm. obviously we so, have, you know, choice, right? We have the, yeah. the power of prayer, we have ritual ceremony, but could you share a little bit, maybe what is your advice what can we do right to 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 remember ourselves to keep remembering and returning to that seat of law right and not getting lost what are the maybe the practices or the thing so we attend to this time of prophecy where we show up right now today not in a year or 20 years or not just when we feel good right how do we do that like on a daily basis uh, to get those magic powers out right to to yeah, look it's a work in progress we're in a challenge it's, it's not an easy thing and you know you have to know you're not going to be perfect at it mm. and you have to love yourself for not being perfect mm. it's okay if you get frustrated or despair, or start saying, I can't do this, I don't know how to do this, stop it. Stop that. And just say, you know, it's all right, because I know that I'm unconditionally loved by Creator, Great Spirit. You see, I had to realize that, because Creator created me, but I despised myself. You know, I learned that was, you know, I learned I was, something was wrong with me. Okay, false information, the fake seed, the bad seed. Something was wrong with me. I was despicable. I was to be despised. I was revulsion. Whatever it was, I learned as a little person, probably around four, three or four years old, I had an episode, an event that occurred that planted the seed into me that I believed because this was the only thing that I could figure out as three-year-old little mind, I believed I was vile. I believed I was despicable, that I, you know, was really repulsing mm. and that I was unlovable, that there was something very wrong with me very wrong with me and I couldn't figure it out except that I must there's something vile about me because of my father not to pick on fathers but my dad was not present he was gone you know he was physically present but he couldn't love me he didn't know how you know he didn't Touch me, hold me, pick me up, tell me stories, love me. So I wasn't that little precious girl, little daughter, safe. I wasn't safe. He didn't keep me safe. 
said, I saw the look on his face. I saw his frustration. I received that frustration. I received that anger. And in my own little mind, my limited ability, my, I had no worldly uh, knowledge. I was only three, you know, four. I thought uh, it, it was me. There must be something wrong with me. Look at him. Like, I mean, I observed him. I observed him. And I felt. And so I took on these thoughts and these ideas. Right. I figured I figured it out. It must be me. I'm boy, I'm so despicable. I'm so vile. And so I had to come to find myself as loved, truly loved, unconditionally loved by Creator, Great Spirit. And how beautiful I am. How really a beautiful being that I really am, that I have a voice and that creator gave me wisdom and gifts and knowledge. And I had to find all that. I had to find it. That's the journey. So it's my faith. I have, it's the faith, you know, I have that faith. Now, no question, no doubt about it, that I am loved unconditionally. And I want to be able to, um, I guess, convey that to people because it will change your life. And that's how it was meant to be, to know yourself as that sacred child created from unconditional love. And you're perfect, exactly perfect the way you are. We, the wrong information sets us in this despairing, hopeless but that's true. That's not true. That's false, false information. Mm. So for me, it is faith and in prayer, constant prayer and communication. It's a relationship. You see, you make relationships with people. Well, guess what? You have to make relationships with the spirits, with creator, with the mother with the elementals, with the beings, the holy ones, the hidden ones, the unseen ones. You have to make relationship with them. They are waiting for you to do that. They can't do it without your opening the door to them. You have to. That's, this is about the relationship that is real and true and beautiful and powerful. You know, so what's more important? So hungry, uh, hunger and dreaming, daydreaming, hunger and longing for a boyfriend or a partner, the perfect partner or the mansion or the good car or the best car or the what's more important in this time being here? It's like, you know, know yourself, come to know yourself as sacred and really know it and really feel it and be that. Don't be arrogant. I'm not arrogant about it. I'm humbled by it. I'm in, I'm, I was in tears. I'm humbled by it. But it gave me peace. I never thought peace existed. I never felt peaceful in my life until I began to do this work and I came to this place. For the first time in my life, I felt peace, inner peace. And that that's monumental. Mm. 
So that's a beautiful gift. So your faith, your relationship, how do you make relationships? How do you make relationship with creator or spirit or the, the uh, let's say the spirit of a tree or the plant spirit medicine or the spirit of the water? How do you make a relationship? Because they're, be, they're there. All of creation hmm. is a living spirit, intelligence, consciousness, connectedness, if you are willing to do it. It will change your life. That's what we're supposed to. We had that. That was our original process of original nature anyway. We were beings in relationship with all of creation, part of, one with, and we got sidetracked. Mm. And so where are you? What do you want? You have to start from inside yourself first. You have to come to know. You have all the wisdom. It's already there. It's buried and find out what it is that's blocking it. Find out all that crap. Find out all those dirty seeds that came along. I've just shared some of mine with you. I've I found a lot more. You have to find them. And you have to change that, that belief because it's only a fake false belief that has ruled your whole life. You know, in order to be find the peace and place and purpose and beauty and joy that you deserve. Everyone deserves that. Hmm. I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, you did. Question. You, did. Yeah. you know, I was just feeling on your journey, your, your personal journey, you know, as a, as a little girl and, you know, and all what you realized and what you were trying to remember, there's a big parallel with what humanity is trying to do, right? Humanity is in that dark place and very often yep. not believing in itself and creating more darkness, seeing darkness all everywhere, right? And trying to remember that it is sacred, right? We're trying to remember as human beings that we're That's sacred. Right. You know, sometimes people post, oh, we're just viruses on the earth, right? We're, there's just so much despair, like we see it. We are useless, mm. right? right? We're completely forgotten right. our special not special or unique we are, right? That we are also sick, right? Like the trees, like the waters. Mm. And that's the journey in those prophecies, right? We are really trying to all remember collectively or many are trying to remember right now. Yes, and there's a resistance on many levels. Mm. So if you, you know, realize there is a resistance, number one, if you come to terms with, okay, there is a resistance, that's very real. The resistance or resistors does not want us, they do not want us to transition into our original creation, the original beauty and sacredness that we are. If you come to terms with there is a resistance active, working very hard to prevent you, you know, if you come to terms with that, that's a good first step. And that tells you we are in a spiritual battle. Because hmm. that is really what it is. This is battle for your spirit, for your soul, for your joy, for you as a creator mother created you to be. Hmm. And that's our spiritual battle. The spiritual battle is out there, but it's within us. It begins within us. Our confusion, our, you know, the seeds that were, that are dark, that hurt, are hurtful, that keep replaying, replaying, owning us, controlling us. That's our so the spiritual battle means that you are in battle basically to identify yourself 
as sacred. That's number one. Because what is adverse to that is all the dark, nasty things that you hear against that. You're nothing. You're despicable. You're unlovable. You're whatever. Those are fake. That's all fake, but powerful. Those are powerful things because you received them when you were young. You were like a sponge. A sponge take everything in. You believed everything because, and you fought it. But after a time, how can you fight this monster? You give in and you say, in order to survive, I will comply. We all complied. We hid everything of the truth. You know, some some of us rebelled and we got in trouble. Mm-hmm. We rebelled. I'm going to, I'm going to, no, I'm, I, I know who I am. I'm going to speak my truth. And what happened to you? What happened to you? Then you said, well, I can't endure that anymore. I must find a way to survive. So I'll comply. But that with that, when you do that, you begin to forget. You begin to mm-hmm. take on what is fake and false, and you forget your own truth. Hmm. But it's there within you. Your light is still there within you, the beauty. And that's the spirit. So that's our spiritual battle. And then we go out into the bigger battle, which is, that's where we are. So you must start within yourself So you're in preparation because this battle is big. We're in a big battle. So, but it's the transition. And so the fifth world, the shift into the higher dimension of the fifth world, thousand years of peace. Think about the frequency of peace. Think of that frequency. Think of the frequency of unconditional love. Think of the frequency of joy. Those are frequencies, okay, on a higher dimensional level. Think of the frequency of anger, hate, despair, you know, violence, all the negatives. Those are in that fourth dimension, earth-bound experience of this big school that we've been involved in for millennia. And I want to call it, I don't know if you've ever researched or looked at this, you know, There are really ancient, ancient religions or wisdoms from ancient cultures that go back further than 6,000 years, okay? And one of them is the the yugas, about the yugas, the Hindu religion, and the the different yugas. Now, it's very, very fascinating, and it's, you know, really, it's like I'm looking at this, I've been looking at this for quite a while now, And I'm thinking, we are in what is called the Kali Yuga. There are different Yugas. The Kali Yuga is the Dark Age. And I was thinking about that. So you think, if I asked you, what what do you know about the Dark Ages? What would you say? You know, right? You you describe it how we were told to describe Mm -hmm. it, correct? Yeah. If you look up the Kali Yuga and you ask and google look up what is what are the signs 
what describes the Kali Yuga, the Dark Age, you will be so surprised. You will be so surprised. It brought me to say, you know, we have been in this Dark Age for 6,000 years. And we didn't even know it. But if you look at the signs and what is happening during the Dark Age, you know, there's war, violence, pestilence, you know, disunity, corruption, uh, greed, murder, various other things along those lines. The main one is disconnect from God. The disconnection from spirit, the, the, you know, that's a great loss. And people have, that's what a, a suffering is happening because the spirit is within you and you are part of and one with the creator great spirit. So we want to, some people say, well, we're star dust or star particles, you know, and in a way that that's true, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. what is some question? Anyway, now, I, I look at it this way. I'm not the only one, by the way, that believes that the creator is the mother, is a feminine. I'm not the only one. The Hopi and also the, the Kogi, the people in the Sierra Nevada, the Santa Marta's, uh, the holy people there who have uncorrupted from Western influence for 500 plus years. But it makes sense to me, right? Okay, so we've our, let's say the knowledge, that knowledge has been usurped and buried. And so something came in and took over that, right? Which is a patriarchal God. And not to get into it a lot, but you know the history, if you know the history, basically, of, you know, what really happened, that what occurred when that took place, when you have that intrusion what happened to the sacred feminine, the mother, the goddess? What happened to the sacred masculine, the unity, the balance and the harmony and, and the connectedness to the mother earth and creation and the knowledge of spirit in everything that was, okay, assaulted and, you know, taken away from us. So you, the spirit that we are, a journeyer, we're all journeyers. We journeyed this time to this timeline you know, to participate. Mm-hmm. And it's been a challenge because, as I said before, that which despises what is sacred is at work. Mm-hmm. And when you aspire to be a light worker or when you're following guidance, when you've been gifted and guided and you found your place and your way and you're working toward that and you you say to creator, to the universe, I am going to be in service. I wish to help people. I want to help people heal. I've been given this gift and I want to honor it. I'm here to help people. I'm, you know, a light worker, a healer, whatever it is, you are the first one that's going to be attacked. When you speak to the universe, you're also speaking to whatever else is out there that doesn't want your light to shine, does not want beauty, does not want harmony, does not want healing, health, well-being. Mm. You see, so you, as, as myself, are the ones to have the biggest trouble. So Creator says we need to be powerful. We are protected, 
but we also need to become powerful. Mm. And so why I'm saying that is because I was assaulted, attacked, and fought the demons and had the struggle, nearly left, and that was prevented and more than once. Because I know now Creator needed me to be very, very strong in my faith and mm. my trust and my work, the sacred works that I've been asked to do. And so you can't fight and use a power if you don't know what you're fighting or you disbelieve, well, there's nothing there. It's, you know, it's my imagination or, or it's crazy idea. So Creator uses us, needs us, is asking for us, us the children, to really become strong. And so we're going to have a battle. We're going to be challenged. But you'll be protected. It will strengthen you, trust me. And your faith will become stronger if you see clearly what is really going on. Mm. You are gifted and here for a purpose and a reason. And if you know the gifts, this is your truth. You must come to know your own truth. And you will be, people won't like you. People will be jealous of you. People will attack you. And that's just people. <laughs> Forget the rest. The rest that comes along. This is, hey, uh-oh, there's a two, that light is shining too much over there. We got to darken it a little bit. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for, <laughs> for sharing that. I, yeah, I went through very difficult battles the last two or three years and most have uh, been completely private that I haven't shared with anyone, but I've been extremely challenging on my, on my faith and staying engaged in, in that light because we become target. Right. And it came from so many directions, including the, the yeah. spiritual world, uh, the invisible realm. So thank you for that. Cause I know a lot of people that are really deep on their path at the moment and already deepening their medicine and their tools are also sometimes going through immense challenge. Right. Uh, physical, emotional, sometimes spiritual, and in the physical world, right, from others. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I had a talk uh, very recently with someone about that. So thank you for reminding us of that. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's why it's there and how it's playing and, and what's right. the reason, right? It's, um, it's like what's happening now is it's coming at us from the least expected places. Mm -hmm. So I'd say they've upped the ante on us. Mm -hmm. they've, mm -hmm. there's, there's more serious now because they see the power that we do have in unity and the love that we have is the truth and the love. Okay. So they're up in the ante on us. And that, that's, know that, that's real, that's very real. Yeah. You know, but know also that there is a great shift that is occurring and it is unfolding. And one time long ago, I had a near-death experience and I had what is called a non-traumatic near-death experience. This is where you are not you know, in an accident or you're not on the operating mm -hmm. table and you don't die and they don't bring you back. So a non-traumatic experience can happen anyone, anytime you're taken out of your body into the light. Yeah. And this happened to me. And, you know, I've, I've 
reflected upon this over the many years. I was in my mid-30s, and I reflected on it over the many years and talked about it, and I found the Dr. Raymond Moody's book, Life After Life, if you're interested in that. He was a skeptic and, and an MD physician, and he had over the years so many people talking to him about their experiences while dead and in the light, and pretty much he would think, oh, it's just lack of oxygen to the brain or whatever they have to say, because this is, you know, a territory that is difficult yeah. for for most. And anyway, over a period of time, it was just too too many people of too many different walks of life that were saying the same thing. So he actually researched and interviewed so many people, thousands of people, and his, his book is really the monumental book, talks about this. So I had found his book, you know, years after. And so I would pretty much, we all say, I'm going to include myself with all the near-death experiencers, is we all say, well, we have no words. There are no words, no English words, or our language does not explain clearly about what this experience is, what the light is, what the bliss is, what the love is. Uh, You wouldn't, you can't get it. Because we don't experience that level of bliss, joy, and love on earth. We do experience love, and we do experience joy and bliss, but it's nothing compared to when you're in the light. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was driving a car with my two sons in the car, and I was then out of my body in this extraordinary experience. And, you know, not to go through the whole thing, but when I had to come back, when I was told, I had to come back. I felt such overwhelming resistance and terror. I did not want to come back here. Now, this was interesting. I found out many years thinking about this, because people talk about what was there, what it was like, what the beauty was, what the joy was, what the everything, but they don't talk about what was not there, which I started to say, wait a second, what was missing? What was missing? Well, guess what was missing? There was no connection to earth. There was no awareness at all. You know, there was no ego, no fear, no doubt, no sorrow, no grief, no memory, nothing. Not a finished nothing. The only thing there was was this... And I know these words just aren't going to do it, but it was the most profound, beautiful joy and love I ever in my whole life. And you know what I realized? That's home. Mm. That is home. And that is our spirit. I was the conscious spirit. My physical self was still driving the car. My kids were in the car. When I came back into my body, I, a few more whatever down the road, turned into the driveway, stopped the car. My kids got out, didn't know nothing, and I just sat there weeping and weeping and weeping. Weeping because of... You know, it's like just the miraculous, Mm. you know, just, I don't even know. But it really, 
help me to understand this sacred, the spirit soul that is embodied within me. How very real, and that's who we really truly are. You know, and I have assisted souls departing also. I have done that in the ethers, in the realms. That's one of the things that Creator has me do occasionally. Where there's trauma, where there's a trauma death, that's a different kind of experience. And it's really, I mean, it's one of those things that you say, well, I, I didn't want to sign up for it. <laughs> Really, but that's what Creator asked me to do, and it's it's not. I mean, it's not devastating because you're in your conscious, the spirit, your spirit. So you understand, understand, this soul within this human being is getting ready to transition, and you're there to assist and help. You see. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you for for that and. It's a beautiful way. We're arriving to the to the end of our time together, see. and and yeah. um, I have a million questions at the same time. I'm voiceless, so I'm going to uh, just uh, reflect and let it sit. I want to uh, thank you and thank everyone here, but I want to give you the last time, the last moment, the last word. So mm. you can go for as long as you want, but we will end when you end. So you'll be closing this. You don't want to give you don't want to give permission to me like that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. So maybe I'll jump again, but um it's all right. I, I yeah I yeah, want let to me thank see. you first like a lot. And um yeah it's it's been a really wonderful time and I'm sure people enjoy it a lot. I um, hope so. Yes. But yeah, if you want whatever you want to share, that maybe you feel you wanted to share tonight, or maybe you just want to do a prayer or close the space differently. But uh, yeah. let yeah. me let me feel and see if there's any mm. anything, a piece or something that mm. you know that um, Creator wishes to bring forward. I I guess. It, you know, I've learned, it took me, of course, it took me a while to learn really how to love. You know, I was on an island. We put ourselves on this island for safety when we're really young. And we're inauthentic. You know, we go through life inauthentic, disconnected. And I found that out. I found, I mean, through this process, through the life, the journey, the the way spirit put me through these healing processes and guidance and various things, I found out that I had disconnected my feelings very early on. You know, I call it the feeling wires. I guess in, um, professionally or, you know, psychotherapists would say um dissociation right there's a term dissociative mm -hmm. but i call it disconnecting the feeling wires for survival i needed to survive and the feelings were too big for me little person too big too monumental too intense so i had to disconnect so in order to survive i disconnected my feeling wires so that sets you out as a person 
and growing up to be an adult without really connected to any feelings at all. You act like you have feelings, but you don't really feel. Trust me, a great majority of people live that way because a great majority of people, of humans, have been traumatized on some level or another. So you act like you have feelings, but you don't feel inside of yourself. There's, there's no feeling. And I discovered that, boy, I discovered that. Um, it's like extraordinary when you realize I've been living on this island for a greater part of my life, you know, into my late 30s, mid 40, early 40s. And there was unfoldment and after unfoldment and unfoldment. It was like the vision quest it was monumental. And so when you realize that you haven't felt. So not only do you don't feel like when someone says to you, you know, I really, I really love you. Or you're such a great person. Or, wow, you're really, you know, you're talented. I love your art. You're smart, whatever. You see their mouth going, blah, 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 blah. But you don't feel it. You don't feel it at all. And you say, oh, thank you so much. Oh, I'm so glad you appreciate that. But there's no feeling there. You have no feeling. You're mouthing the words because that's what you do in society. That's what society tells you how to behave and what to do. So when someone says to you, and I, I felt this, you know, I love you. And I would say, well, I love you too. But there was no feeling. Not only did I did not feel their love, but I didn't feel a love at all. And then came along with, ah, this piece. I don't trust them for one minute. Okay, that also comes along with the territory. You put yourself on the island because you can't trust anyone. There's no, who can you trust? Nobody. You can't trust anyone. All right. Okay, so the feeling piece. So it's amazing. So I guess I'd say, because of that, when I say, look at that little dog. So sweet. <laughs> so cute. When I say to someone, and I don't say it, lightly, but when I say to someone that I love you, I really mean it. I really, really mean it. And so I have to say that because I feel that it's so important to know that you are really loved. All you people listening and out along the ethers and the web, I'm sending that message because that's a good medicine, man. That is a good medicine. And I want you to know that, you know. And I, I feel like I could weep because of how important it is, you know. And how for so long I didn't feel, I couldn't feel that. I couldn't feel love or feel loved, you know. So... 
it's the place where I came to know creator, mother, father loves me so unconditionally. That was the main piece, you know. So I am able to say, really, that I, that I love you. And that's, I give you that medicine because that's really good medicine. Very good medicine. So I think, you know, I want you to know that. So I want you to be able to, to feel it. I, that I don't know if you're on an island or not, you know. It's okay if you are. You just have to know, wait, I'm on an island. <laughs> I chose to be on this island. Heck, I don't want to be here. Let me be fierce. Let me be the warrior. You know, it takes you to be willing to be vulnerable. And a warrior must be that. A spiritual warrior. So it's like, I guess I'd say it. it it doesn't matter if you feel that love from me. I want you to feel the love from Creator who created you, mm. that, that most divine sacred love, because that's very real, mm. you know. And I really, truly, if, if anything, that's what my heart is filled with for, for everyone, because mm. I've been on the other side when, you know, you don't feel love and you you can't love but mostly it's terrible place when you don't feel loved Mm. and you're hiding so you know that's what i would leave you all with thank you so much yes so and always you know because i write a lot on on facebook because you know the ancestors, the ones who help me, who guide me, they give me really amazing things. Uh, so I write them on Facebook. And uh, I, I feel very blessed, you know, to be able to bring some of these things there because that's, that's a, the way for me to reach people and the way for spirit to hopefully touch others. And so, you know, and, and I always say, it's not me. I'm just the vessel, you know, like you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you have to get out of the way in order to allow spirit to move through you as a hollow bone. Mm -hmm. That's the way of the healer. You know, that's the way of the teacher, you know, so that's one thing we're working on a lot, you know, is to to be in that because the spirits and the ancestors are really looking for hollow bones to work through you know so they're they're asking us to be that to be to be um healed to to know that we are significant and to know that we are loved you have to get out of your way in order for them right to come through so i always say it's not me because i don't know half the time what I'm saying, you know, so so it's true. Sometimes after I do a talk or a ceremony and I'm spirit speaking through, I'd have to say to my fire keeper, so what did I say? (laughs) (laughs) What was I talking about? (laughs) That's true. 
Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Mm. And we'll have a recording if you want to listen again to what you said. Yeah, maybe that will <laughs> I don't know, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Thank you so much, Grandmother. Oh. It was such a pleasure to be with you again. And Oh, you know, you don't even know the story of how my name three grow came to me or my other name no we'll have to invite you next time i think my, we'll, we'll have to bring you back yeah we and my lakota name is gray stone woman that's a story and also the three crows how i yeah i'll just give you a dry i saved the lives of three crows in the most unusual circumstance ever but anyway, to be continued, I'd love to come and talk again. And Everybody share. will stay on their stuff a little bit uh, and, <laughs> and right. we'll bring you back. Much blessing right. to Thank you, you so much, everyone. Your daughter and your, to your family. Yeah. And uh, I'll come visit your land soon. I'm, oh, I'm, yes. We're not I'm that excited. Far, and yeah, yeah. thank All you, right. everyone, for joining or thank listening. You, uh, what a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank Good you. Good evening, You've been listening to The Sanctuary Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're a source of talks about spirituality, personal transformation, energy healing, shamanism, and earth-based practices. For more, visit thesanctuaryheal.com. On the website, you can find out about our events, our retreats, healing offering, our spiritual blog, and you can also register for the newsletter. Again, visit thesanctuaryheal.com. Till next time, this is The Sanctuary Podcast, and Angel Deer, signing off. <laughs>